right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Greetings, folks. Welcome to episode 369 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Almighty, on the board and joined with me this week is my good friend and partner in podcasting crime, Mr. Ken Keenan, better known as 69th Blizzard on the board. Greetings, Ken. Greetings. Thank you. Uh, always good to be here, of course. Yes. Uh, we are, we should have, well, we should have. We were supposed <laughs> to have uh, Lonnie with us, but he is tied up with work. And work, of course, comes first because you can't feed your family uh, with podcasting money, as we all know very well. So uh, the, the job comes first. Uh, so that's, of course, uh, an acceptable reason. And we uh, wish Lonnie well and hope that he's doing okay out there in the field. And uh, our main man, Mr. Julian Gill, is unable to join us as well. He's feeling a little down in the gutter a bit. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, good luck, Julian, and hope you feel better soon. And uh, we will see him back on the streams, I'm sure, or on the net very soon. Yes. So this week... We're going to be talking a bit about, well, talking a bit about many things, I'm sure. But uh, it's going to be a topic uh, bonanza, so to speak. We're going to have a lot of things to discuss this week. And uh, one of the first things that we're going to talk about is the KISS meet and greets that are happening out there. Now, this is a topic of great debate on the board and, you know, not only just on our KISS FAQ message board, but I see it all over the place on, you know, KISS Facebook pages and groups and stuff like that. Uh, the great debate about whether these meet and greets are worth the money KISS are asking for when essentially all they're going to be doing is just standing in front of a that large plexiglass screen and KISS behind there, kind of just waving, you know, behind your back kind of deal. And uh, I, I don't know how much these, these uh, meet and greets cost. This is why I'm glad I have our good friend, Mr. Ken Keenan here, who is mm. the man with the answers, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, let's put it this way, Ken. Do you think that the amount of money being spent for these meet and greets are worth it with the way that they're being done right now? With the way they're being done right now, um, with uh, less contact uh, or closeness, you know, mm. uh, uh, and activity, you know, with the the members of Kiss, uh, I'm gonna say no, um, uh, because yeah, there's no there's no there's not that closeness, you know, uh, of talking to them and you know or anything like that. Though a lot of these meet and greets is like a quick you know hi and stuff like that. But at least the the photo part, I think, should have been they should cut you know a, a portion of the refund part of the money I think uh, for that part of it uh, just because you know you're expecting to be a, a good photo with KISS it's, it's kind of it's a photo not exactly with KISS it's, you're, you're standing in front of a plexiglass you know uh, see through plexiglass with KISS standing behind it I could almost attribute you know or, or compare it to Say you have a uh, a lot of bit of business offices have plexiglass or glass uh, 
you know, conference rooms. Dividers? Yeah, oh, dividers oh, yeah. too. That's annoying. But conference, conference, big conference room, uh, which I've seen, you know, in offices I've worked in. And it's all glass, and you can see everything outside. You're in the conference room, you can see everybody outside and their cubicles and all that kind of stuff going on out there. So it's kind of like that. It's like, it's imagine, imagine me standing in, in the conference room up to the back, my back to the glass and then kisses standing out there, you know, talking with each other kind of thing. And to someone yeah. took a picture of me and they, oh, well, there's kiss on the backside there, you know. It's kind of, a, 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 you know, loses that, um, what is it, uh, per- personal kind of thing. Uh, yeah. With yeah. it. So, so for that reason, yes, they. Sh- it, it's kind of funky. Uh, unfortunately, like Julian and I, we paid way ahead before all this. We knew what was going to happen anyway. Mm. There's no way to say, oh, can I just have this certain amount of money back or whatever. Uh, if I think I cancel, I might cancel the whole bloody thing. But um, mm. I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, now, from Kiss's standpoint uh, on their side, I understand why they're doing it. And because mm. of, you know, COVID and all that. But the thing is, and, and, and it's good. They're being safe. Okay, I understand that. It can cancel their tour and the whole bit, you know, if someone gets mm. sick. So so I understand that, but I think they should refund a little bit, a portion of the money back because that picture is not, is going to be a, as good as a picture without the pexi, you know, plexiglass yeah. there. Now, that, that, that's, that's a very good points you brought up, Ken, and I, and I totally agree with you because, I mean, obviously... The main thing Kiss, I think, are thinking about is the overall health of not only themselves, but their crew and the people that are coming as well. Yeah. Now, obviously, if they were to cancel their tour because somebody got sick, I'm sure then people would be really outraged and angry because, you know, it's again sure. yet another cancellation. So you have to kind of weigh it. Are you going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, are you going to be pissed off that you're going to see them behind mm-hmm. a screen? and potentially you know letting the tour go a little bit longer or hopefully all the way to the end because they're being safe or you know are you willing to roll that dice i mean i don't think there's anything worth doing i don't think a photograph is worth taking that risk in my opinion Mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion okay but that leads us to another topic of course which is related to this and that is the announcement of peter chris saying that he is no longer going to be appearing at these appearances that he booked and he came right out and said it. The Delta variant, which we know is running rampant in the United States mm-hmm. right now, and you know it's picking up a little bit of steam in Canada. Luckily, not so badly here, but it's a serious thing, and people are getting sick from it. And you know, the man's in his late 70s, isn't he? Or maybe even his 80s or close no, to he's, 80s. He's, a, he's like I want to say he's around 75. I could be wrong, but mm. somewhere around there. So. He, he's obviously clearly thinking about his health and rightly he should be because this is this is not really any kind of like a world tour he's doing this is just some you know autograph signing at some convention thing mm-hmm. so I, I and again he said he was going to be put behind a plexiglass thing and gloves and glasses and all that stuff and he even said himself he goes while he may be safe with all those precautions in hand He's kind of concerned about the people that are going to have to line up and wait in, you know, hotel waiting rooms and this and that and who are not going to be maybe separated as much as they should be, maybe not organized as good as he thinks it could be. 
so he decided to pull the parachute and get the hell out of there you know <laughs> right so yeah. what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean I, I i can't blame him at all yeah he and i just checked he is 75 um i was guessing but he's 75 um yeah you can't blame him uh, a lot of people are canceling shows and even tours at this point um appearances yeah you don't want to get that uh even if, even though he's you know i, I believe he's vaccinated um, but mm-hmm. I, I, you still can, you know, get something and pass it on, um, anyway. And, uh, so yeah, I have no problem with that. Uh, as a side note, I, I did read today too, is Alice Cooper. Uh, I, I was reading canceled his, a bunch of his meet and greet stuff, things and it are, is allowing a refund or, or a downgrade, you know, downgrade with the partial refund to a different, mm-hmm. uh, different kind of uh vip experience vip level or or full refund so wow so yeah yeah so um he he's done that too um well see but there's a thing like you just said ken can they do this can could kiss do that of course they could do that this all boils down to whether they want to do that obviously because if alice cooper can do it i don't think that his management is some kind of ultra you know brainiac you know super intelligent people that KISS don't have. I mean, they got Doc McGee. I'm sure they could organize this very easily to, yeah. to refund people if they wanted to. I think it just boils down to that, you know, they like the money, they wanted to come in and they're trying to find any way to make it happen so that they don't have to do those sorts of refunds. I mean, you know, sure, you can bash me if you want for me saying that, mm-hmm. but I mean, clearly that's the case because it's just as Ken said now, if Alice Cooper's offering that, why can't KISS offer it? Yeah, right. they, they, they perfectly could. But uh, now here's yeah. a, here's another thing I was thinking about, too. They've been there's been a lot of talk about the future of the music business and touring and concerts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this pertains to what we're talking about now here is, you know, this may not be something that everybody might be hip to, but it is an idea that could be floated around and maybe improved on. But why not offer something virtually to the fans, you know? Why not say, okay, if you buy your ticket and you had a VIP for a photo, instead of going for the photo, we'll give you like whatever, a special card. When the tour is done, you'll get 10 minutes FaceTime with Gene or with Paul or with somebody here in the band, you know, or maybe just Gene and Paul together on, let's say, Skype. And you can, and he'll, they'll come on 10 minutes. You can talk to them with whatever you want and do something virtually with mm-hmm. them in exchange of not doing the meet and greet in person. Now, sure, they'll have to really organize that and yeah. have you know the proper you know things done in order to you know get that done in a orderly fashion but you know th- this kind of thing is might be the way of the future for some of these kind of things that people are not willing to go the whole meet and greet thing you know and hopefully the virus thing might be gone in the way of the dodo bird in a few years and may- we don't even have to need to think about that but yeah. maybe some of these things need to be thought about right yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It's a good idea. Um, whether they would do that, I, I don't know. Um, we, we don't know what they would do. Um, uh, and maybe that's something they'll do in, down the road anyway. Um, when they stop touring, they may, you know, do those kind of things um, to allow, you know, fans to talk to them or, or whatever. Um, yeah, whatever it is, is gonna always gonna be a, a price on it. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it happening. You never mm-hmm. know. So, and this brings up <clears throat> one last point. Mm-hmm. This is interesting how we've gone to many different <laughs> points from this one original topic, yeah. and we still have other things to talk about. Uh, and that is, what do you think, and this is on the board too, so this is a, uh, okay. you know, thank you very much to somebody on the board who brought this up. And that is, where does this leave the KISS crews? Okay. Oh. So, so yeah. when with this in mind now, what what are your thoughts or your gut feeling of, about the KISS crews? Do you think things will be, you know, organized well enough that they'll go through with it? Or do you have a feeling that this might be another one of these things that might see a full refund? Yeah, I think it had to do with, I think I saw it, I went by that one quickly, but it had to do with a carnival cruise that had a bunch of sick passengers on it, uh, a mm-hmm. cruise recently, and that they had to, I don't know, cancel, come back, whatever, I don't know. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't, I didn't read the whole, the, all the details, it, but it sounds It's like, right here. The outbreak of 27 cases was discovered aboard the ship on the fourth day of an eight-day cruise. Passenger mm-hmm. dies with COVID as outbreak hits Carnival cruise ship. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, does Carn is it? Well, uh, was it fifth man, sixth man, whatever it's called? Um, uh, did they? <laughs> is it part of Carnival? Is it that part? I, of... I have no idea. I've never been a. I've never been either, on the cruise. Yes. Well, either way, it's it's still a cruise ship where. You're getting a bunch of people on there together in close proximity, um, where they can't. There's nowhere else to go, kind of thing. You're 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 stuck, and I mean, unless you're going to hide in your, um, um, you know, your cabin, room, your cabin, um, which is not going to, you know, why even go then if you're going to do that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got an email. I think it was yesterday, just today or yesterday. Uh, from sixth man because they're still b- booking looking to it's not sold mm-hmm. out so they're still about so i'm thinking some people you know t- are shying away from it or canceled or whatever because of this delta still going on um, right now so yeah yeah I, I it's very possible that that may get canceled i could see it happening uh because yeah, you, you're gonna get a lot of people together, and if if this this Delta thing or the the virus doesn't you know get you know knocked down a lot in the next month, then I I I could see them canceling it. Yeah, because I mean, if mistake, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember when Ken Ken when Julian yeah. went on a cruise. Uh, he came back and was pretty sick just from a regular flu. Oh yeah, from one of those mm-hmm. things. Remember? Yeah. So I mean, I can only imagine the po- the probabilities on these kind of cruises to get something far worse. Now, of course, knowing that this kind of thing is floating around, sure there could be extra precautions taken, and things can be done to maybe lessen the yes. chances of it. Now, of course, you know if more people got the vaccinations. And that would be another thing as well, right? Because then, you know, the the the, the illness yeah. part of it would be far less, right? And but we're not we're not yeah. here to talk politics, yeah. right? Yeah. But you know, uh, but that's a, another factor to to put in it as well, because you know, I don't know what's going on in America here, but there's always talk here, like in one of our provinces in Quebec, they're fully going through with this whole uh, 
COVID uh, pass, passport, vaccine passport yeah, thing there passport, to yeah. prove that you have gotten your shots, otherwise they ain't letting you in there, right? And Quebec's a very independent sort of operated province here. They, they, they like doing things their own way outside of the federal government here. So I'm not surprised that they did that. But, you know, it's the way I kind of look at it is that you have to kind of either lean one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Either you're going to let people be honest with it and come on board and say, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to do my best to, you know, follow all the rules or people might not be feel safe enough and they're not going to sell enough tickets and they might have to sell, get rid of it anyways that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. this anymore. It's... And the passport thing, you know, yeah, there's a passport and they have the cards. People are, they're selling, uh, illegal, you know, so forged yeah. or illegal ones now cards that <laughs> are being sold out there. So they need to, uh, I don't know how, you know, do something. I mean, I have a card and then I have a digital code thing too. I got that you you can get from the state or whatever. So I, you know, I I don't know how, if people are forging things or doing fake ones and I don't know how they're going to really mitigate, you know, that stuff. Mm. True. Okay. So let's get on to a little bit more optimistic topic now <laughs> or something that's a little less controversial well maybe not con- less controversial we'll, we'll just we'll see but right uh as we know august 21st has passed recently and in 2012 of on, on august 21st in 2012 came out kiss uh destroyer resurrected mm-hmm. now here's an album that has you know again within the kiss community people either love it Mm-hmm. Or they don't love it. There you go. Oh, Ken even has the uh, the, newer copy. the Walmart copy. Yeah. Very nice. We we don't get that here in our Walmarts, unfortunately. Oh. So, <laughs> so I wasn't able to get any a copy of that. But yeah. um, the, the the interesting thing is, uh, with the with the with the, you know uh, the ten years going to be next year with it. I I was very curious to talk to you, Ken, and of course to the listeners mm-hmm. as well. Have you? Th- do you think that this album has aged well? And what were your initial thoughts? Let's start with that. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that they were going to be doing this release to begin with? Yeah, well, initially I thought, well, uh, I thought we're going to get something pretty, you know, cool and special. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I was excited about it. I thought it might be a, a double album or, or something like that. Uh, maybe with other extra tracks on it. Um, and maybe it was originally intended to be something like that. Uh, it may have been. Um, but, or they should have done something at least <clears throat> like that. Um, but yeah, I was excited about it. I thought, okay, this this, this is cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, of course I, you know, ordered it right away and stuff. But there was problems, uh, and we'll talk about it, you know, there were some problems with it at first, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, things that I thought, you know, could have been done better or differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the interesting part for me mm-hmm. is back in that time period of, of you know, 2012, uh, and actually, actually a bit before that, uh, like let's say the beginning of 2012, I was in Vancouver uh, working mm-hmm. on a record. 
And one of my friends who I was working with at that time uh, was good friends with uh, Garth Richardson, mm-hmm. known engineer, producer. Uh, he's the one who did uh, Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. Yep. And he was the one who was running that school, uh, you know, the, the Nimbus school there in Vancouver. And uh, he, in one of his studios there, there was a bunch of hard drives on the table there. And what was happening was that because Bob Ezrin is tied to that school as a funder, and he's also a person who like supports it financially and also as far as teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Ezrin had the hard drives there of the Kiss Destroyer tracks, and we we only found out because we did a little like, hey man, what is that thing? I can't tell you. No, come on, man, you can trust us. You can mm-hmm. know, come on, you know. And when one of the guys finally let it leak, he goes, hey, Bob's here doing some session stuff he's remixing a record and then i only found, ended up finding out what it was in more detail because my friend who i did the record with got asked to come in to do some session work for it oh, in really? regards to in regards to some overdubbing that was done as far as they needed some uh like crowd noise like i guess it was maybe for some some of the stuff they wanted to enhance Maybe like some of the things like maybe I, I'm not sure if it was in regard to the, that thing at the end, the rock and roll party thing right, at the rock end roll party, yeah. or uh, it might have even been parts of like uh, God of Thunder or something. But th- there was something that they needed extra people in to make just like these noises for. Right. <laughs> and he was in there and then it came out that it was that album. So when I first heard that, I was like, wow, they're re- they're remixing that whole thing that's like unbelievable mm-hmm. you know that i thought that they were that they were doing that considering how heralded this album was in kiss eyes i thought that that would probably be the last one they would probably touch you mm-hmm. know what i mean i can think of two or three records right off the top of my head that deserve a remix before destroyer does <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah so uh so my first reaction was surprised and i wanted to get you know, I wanted to find out in much more detail what what was going on with this. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that as, as we talk about this a bit more. But so when you got this record, what mm-hmm. was your reaction? Like as far as the packaging or and then even the sound of it, what, mm-hmm. what was your reaction? Um, yeah, it was kind of weird at first, you know, the, the sound of it, you know, get used to it because you've listened to the original Destroyer for so long, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, for, you know, 40 years or whatever, right? Um, and, um, so it was kind of weird from that standpoint, um, and some of the extra sounds in it was kind of, you know, it was interesting hearing the different sounds that I weren't, I wasn't used to hearing, or the drums brought forward more, or, or, uh, you know, extra vocals in like I think it's uh, in um, Shout Out Loud, I think, or one of them, anyway. And Beth has some extra vocals some, there. Something going on, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a number of things. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But the thing is, I, I was kind of disappointed that I thought, well, they should have had both. <laughs> should have been at least a double CD. Either had the original one uh, and then the, the new one. You can just do a comparison or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or have the new one and then have something if there's extra tracks or demos available or maybe a live show from 76, you know, from the tour, uh, something yeah. like that. 
that's what you know i thought you know one of those kind of things would have been cool um so after a while i listened to it and i kind of just you know put it away um there was a problem with it at the beginning because the first there was a skip Hmm. on the very first release of the cd on flaming youth um where it's like missing a second it would skip a second Hmm. you know as part of the beginning of the song uh so i got a replacement one from universal uh someone on the board and found the person to email this person and they'll you know take care of you so i had my cd you know it was no good i said oh i have the problem you know has a skip or whatever and they they mailed the new one straight mm-hmm. from wherever uh for free uh didn't have to return the old one so i have two copies of that one with the bad you know one with the problem <laughs> one without it um but yeah and then i just kind of you know haven't listened to it much uh then i listen to it more uh nowadays and i think i like it better now than i did back when it first came out so so that skip that you mentioned that's on the cd was that skip also present on the vinyl uh i you know i think uh i think it was also well i want to say it was also on the vinyl too from Mm. um because uh, originally it was the CD and the vinyl. I, I think it did. I have, I have the vinyl. Well, I have two vinyls. I might have a, the other one too. I might have a third one. If it had, a, if I had a skipped one, uh, one that had a problem, I'm sure I had, <laughs> had, had mm. that one. Have that one too. Um, there's a similar thing that happened to Love Gun too. Um, yeah. We know yeah. about. Um, but yeah, so. I know for sure the CD. I have both of those. I don't know about, but I have both of the um, the vinyls. I have a vinyl here, and I can't. I don't know if it was. This could be the original. Well, I know it's the original one here too. That came out, but I guess I can check it. But I'm not gonna check it right now. Newly remixed, you know. This this is mm. this was the original one that came out. Yeah. Um, it says 2012. Um, that's all I know. I can't remember if it had to skip on it too. So interesting. I think because it did. I think it did though. But I'm having a hard time remembering. But I think it yeah. Did. Now the the funny thing is, uh, I remember when I first got the record. I I listened to it and there's a few things that immediately jumped out at me right away. Obviously there were drums were a little bit more uh, clearer up front. The Probably, bottom end yeah. overall was a little bit more present. Uh, the guitars were a little bit more panned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also um, like the like the accident part at the end, going into King of the Nighttime World. There was so much extra glass added to that crash. Oh, yeah. It was almost painful to listen to. <laughs> and when I first heard, it, I was like, "Whoa! Like what the yeah. hell happened there?" And then there were some things that that were added that I thought was cool. Like for example, they added back the acoustic guitar on Beth that was very yeah. not there on the original version of it, right? Uh, so there were things in there that I liked that they didn't. Obviously, there were some things I thought that they just really just over blew for the sake of I think just making it different, like that whole thing with the glass and all that. Now. Uh, 
It was interesting because when you look into the in the booklet, and also I remember hearing this from the guys right. at the studio there too, saying that his uh, options as far as doing something drastic with the album was not possible because Bob Ezrin likes recording with effects straight to tape. Uh, he likes doing what's called uh, like doing sub sub mixings where he does like he'll he'll put all the guitars on a left right channel like track four and five will be all the rhythm guitars he'll put the drums you know uh kick on one on one track a snare on one track and then the rest of the kit on stereo so he'll he won't he doesn't have it spread out as much Mm -hmm. as you you could in more modern recordings i think back in the day because they did 16 i think they did 16 track for destroyer if i'm not mistaken so their tracks were a little limited and him doing that didn't give him as many options sonically as he could have had. So that was interesting that his own kind of recording technique came back to bite him a little bit in the in the remix of things. Now, uh, so I think personally, I think that the album, in my opinion, has you know gotten a bit better in my eyes than it did when I first heard it. I think at first I was a little like, eh. Mm-hmm. This isn't anything that I thought was like I expected far more. But then once I started learning about the little ins and outs about the sessions and, you know, like I just said, how he had, you know, not as many options as far as the mixing was concerned. Then I kind of give it a little bit more of a pass saying, okay, well, for what he had available, he he did quite a bit with that stuff. Um, I'm curious, what did you think about them using the original artwork for the cover? Um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, really cool that they used the original, uh, painting, mm. uh, um, by, uh, was it Ken Kelly, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the, the actual pick from the painting itself, because, yeah, they didn't, when it first happened, uh, and he did the original painting, that was their their outfits at the time but then they got redesigned outfits so he had their right he had to repaint the whole darn thing um yeah and i thought that's a cool touch uh making it you know it's kind of stand on its own um from from the original uh, destroyer so yeah i thought that was cool yeah now though the one thing that i thought was a bit of a miss and i'm sure that knowing you and how you kind of have this grandiose wish that KISS will do these kinds of elaborate box sets. I think that the one big miss on this is something that you mentioned earlier, that they didn't do a second CD. Like, I know on vinyl, that probably wouldn't have been a, a very, you know, yeah, worth doing. But on CD, they could have at least did maybe a second CD disc that had some of the demos or some of the early versions of it or some, you know, unused songs, you know, uh, you know, like yeah. Rumble or some of these other songs that didn't make the, the album, right? Uh, I, I think that they should have really did that because it, it would have been a good stamp or time stamp of that time period to show what they were doing and what they were working on at that time period. So, you know, that, that's always been the great mystery, I think, Ken, is why Kiss and Kiss's label refuses to kind of go and do the, go the extra mile on this stuff, so I, I don't, I don't yeah, understand I, why they don't go and do that. They haven't got uh, Julian just mentioned me 
mentioned here on his on the thing here to saying that tonight's show just got canceled is he talking about a kiss show i believe he's talking about yeah because i got the same message um so breaking news people uh you're hearing it you know maybe first or uh at least on the podcast um uh, that the sounds like the kiss show got canceled tonight um and wasn't that going to be which one was that is that pennsylvania star lake pavilion Burgettstown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So, um, shoot, I wonder what's going on. Or someone didn't pass a COVID test or something. But uh, we'll have to uh, check into that. But uh, I'm sure it'll be on the board. Uh, the full news. It says right that. here, sadly, okay, so I'll read this here. So yeah. this is a live thing that we're doing for you people. This is unbelievable. It's okay, happening so, as we speak. Yeah, so somebody just posted here saying that, sadly, I just overheard the venue staff saying that tonight's show is canceled. Paul was suspiciously absent from the sound check performance, and the, the band performed as a trio. Gene said that Paul was stuck in traffic. Yikes, I hope there's not something seriously wrong. So. Oh, so it could be a number of things. Um, yeah, it could, be a, it could be a few things. I mean, to cancel the show, I mean, that's got to be some pretty serious traffic to yeah. get, you know, to cancel a show. And if he wasn't there already during sound check, I mean, something, something, some bells are going off now here, you know, because I don't think they've ever did sound checks like without one another. I mean, maybe it, it, I not mean, it's not overly suspicious that thinking it that way, but knowing how the band is, I mean, if people were suspicious of that, then obviously it's out of the ordinary. What, what, what are your thoughts, Ken? <laughs> well, um, if Paul wasn't there, Either it's a COVID-related, like he tested positive or came in contact with someone positive, or there was that other show back many years ago in L.A. where they they did not cancel it, but Kiss played as a three-piece, and Paul had uh, heart palpitations or something like that, where his heart was racing for you know some crazy over 200 whatever uh mm. beats per minute or something like that um and so i i don't know if it's a it could be something like that um hopefully he's okay uh, either way um so i i guess you know right now it's up to it's speculation on why um it happened but i mean the percentages tell me it's something to do with covid but you know it could be it could be you know something else obviously um, now, 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 let's not jump the gun here, people. It, when we say it could be something COVID-related, it could just be something like, you know, they found out that he came in contact with somebody, and maybe they're deciding to cancel because of that and maybe isolate Paul. Who knows? I mean, we, we don't know for certain yet what's going on with that. But, you know, it, we're just hearing this as it's happening right now. So uh, it's it's interesting that uh, Julian just put here that the show has been postponed, no, so it's, it's postponed. not being so it's not being canceled. Fully canceled. But uh, yeah. so I guess they're going to be rebooking it at a later time. So that kind of gives it a little bit more uh, positivity that it's not something really drastic. So, uh, but we don't know what's, what it is. I mean, could it be COVID-related? May not be. I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough. But this is the world that we're living in right now. It seems because I know that. When uh, bands started going back on tour, every band that I've kind of heard 
online talking about things and talking about getting back on tour, all of them have kind of said the same thing. They're almost kind of hinting at how long will this last? You know what I mean? Like, how long will it be till we'll have to cancel? It's almost mm-hmm. like people are going in mm-hmm. now touring with the opinion that they know it's not going to be a permanent thing. So, yeah. Another an another part. thing that Julian just uh, gave us uh, says that Paul Paul did mention that he wasn't feeling good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe. Uh, there's something going on there. Uh, maybe yeah. he has something. That maybe he has the you know the, your standard flu or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I to me, I don't think they could do a three piece unless they anyway these days because uh, it's not all. Let's face it, it's not all live. Um, mm. I don't know how they would do that. If you can have Gene singing and you can still hear, you know, you know Paul on vocals uh, or, or something, you know. Well, uh, they just don't. They just don't do Paul's songs, you know. They well, they would have to, you know, just say, okay, we're just gonna rearrange this set list and we're just gonna do Gene's song or Gene. Obviously, they have a prompter for the lyrics, so Gene mm-hmm. wouldn't have to be work too hard to try to remember lyrics um yeah and and the thing is too don't forget ken really all they have to do is just go hey mr sound guy you you can turn the computer off today we don't need paul's vocals we're just gonna play it and just let's sing as we do normally yeah, no because really track it was or Paul, whatever not just for anybody just else yeah yeah they can just perform it as did as they did before yeah and in fact it may be actually better for them because they don't have to follow any kind of click they can just play it as they want to yeah yeah you know? And there you go. But, now, no, I'm not saying that we want that to happen. Not that we want we that to happen, want. but that yeah. it, it was, I'm sure, I'm sure that was an option that they were thinking because this is like really late notice Yeah. Uh, to postpone the concert at this late point. Um, so that's, forget, that's pretty, you know. Yeah. And don't forget canceling a show is a pricey affair for bands. You're talking about, you know, possible promoters getting very pissed off saying that, you know, you know, and sometimes promoters sue bands for doing that kind of shit. But I'm sure Kiss has these kind of things, you know, in contract and writing that if something were to happen, especially in the COVID times now, I don't think that any promoter would be surprised if things get canceled. Now, back in the day before all this, canceling a show was a pricey affair. So, uh, you know, it has to be something pretty serious to have to go to that extent. Yeah. So, well, we'll interesting. To... Name the show. Uh, I think uh, is is Paul sick, or you know, did he listen to uh, Re- Resurrected? Is that why he's sick? Uh, I don't. We don't know. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, I hope it's just a little, you know, one day thing, and he's you know back back at it. So we'll we'll see what happens in the news. I guess we'll just yes. have to wait for it as it comes out. Now. One more thing I'd, I think that would be cool to talk about. Yes. Uh, and this is something that we didn't discuss before starting the show. So it's going to be a surprise to you. And that is, uh, right. as we all know, Gene Simmons said some very mean things about David Lee Roth not too long ago. We talked about it right? a little bit last week. Yeah. 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 And it was interesting that Paul Stanley came on shortly after saying some amazingly fantastic things about David Lee Roth, <laughs> right. saying how he remembered that, you know, 
when he saw him in Madison Square Garden saying, this is the future of front men, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Almost seeming like he was doing some mop-up cleanup work for Gene's crap again. Mm-hmm. Now, then I heard and saw that Gene issued an apology Yes. To, to David Lee Roth about it. So I'm curious to get your comments, Ken, on this whole fiasco. Do you think that Paul, you know, maybe came and said, Gene, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? And, you know, mopped up first and then told him, listen, you better go and apologize. What do you think? Yeah, something like that. I, I imagine Paul said, you know, you know, what did you do? And so Paul immediately, you know, to try to uh, save Gene uh, or make it look like, you know, you know, nothing, there's nothing wrong. It's not, it's not the kiss that feels that way <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and then with, with Gene, uh, apology, which is, it is a half apology because he said, oh, I, I guess I hurt, uh, David's feelings, you know, uh, and I, you know, I shouldn't have said that because he says his mouth kind of just runs, you know, and goes, mm. um, it made it sound like when he, he was apologizing, um, that he th- sounded like that what he said was supposedly maybe he made it sound like it's out of context, the way it was worded <laughs> in oh. by Rolling Stone. So like he didn't say it in the sequence or did what it was said there, you know, the eldest part as related to David Lee Roth part, because um, that was together made it look like, okay, yeah, he's talking about t- saying, you know, David Lee Roth is off the tour and it's because now he's fat and bloated, like, you know, Elvis on the floor, whatever, when he dies, <laughs> something like that. So uh, it made, he made it sound like it was just out of context that that was from some other part of the discussion and those really shouldn't have been together. But then he says, anyway, he said, well, he's sorry that he hurt um, David's feelings, but at least he apologized. I don't know if he's really sorry, but but at least he did that. And then Paul did his mop up or clean up of, uh, you know, damage control kind of thing for Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, so. which is... Uh... I found it kind of half-hearted, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem very genuine. And I think it's just because I don't think Gene likes being called out to the mat like that, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you screwed up and he doesn't, I don't think he likes admitting that kind of stuff. But, you know, yeah. at least they did that, you know. I mean, because, I mean, David's reaction to it was just absolutely hilarious. That picture that he made there, that little baby giving the finger. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. That, that was absolutely hilarious. It's, it's the time with the sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that that is another interesting thing. But one thing I think we should also bring up as well, uh, and this is sort of kiss related as well. Uh, recently, we just lost Charlie Watts. Uh, he oh, had yeah. passed away. Yeah. Uh, drummer of the Rolling Stones, and the reason why I kind of bring that up too is because Kiss, while well, ate freely. Uh, doing 2000 man on dynasty yeah. which is a rolling stones song yeah there's a connection there so obviously you know they were fans of the rolling stones and i think it's you know just out of respect for charlie and for the stones i think it was not, i think a good a good idea to bring it up 
you know, what, what were your thoughts about uh, the whole passing of Charlie and what, what's your kind of uh, view on the Rolling Stones in general? Yeah, well, I mean, it's sad, um, obviously, um, that, you know, I think even the day before was, was it Everly, one of the Everly brothers um, passed too. So, yeah, and then we had, like a week ago or so was, you know, from uh, Dusty from ZZ and ZZ Top. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) it's. It's going to be more and more, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the he was he was there. Charlie Watts was there from the beginning of the Stones all the way till the end. Um, and it sounded like you know he was just ill or, or something <laughs> went on with him uh, where he couldn't you know uh, be part of the their their touring or something like that. Um, but I guess it was more serious. He had I, I understand he had cancer back in the early I think throat cancer in the early 2000s or something like that so you never know about that that something like that can come back creep back um, you know cancer is a, a strange weird thing and unfortunately it's you know it's very deadly so um, but yeah I mean he's he's one of the classic all-time great you know steady drummers and uh, and yeah, Kiss was influenced definitely as one of their influences. Uh, obviously, if you listen to songs like well, Two Thousand Man, because they covered it. Um, but if you go back to Strutter um, and like, and then some of their other stuff <coughs> that they've done, early Kiss stuff, they have that Stonesy feel. Even the one that they didn't release, I think we talked about it some weeks ago. Uh, it's Smoke or, or one of those um, mm-hmm. have that that Stonesy type guitar feel. Um, and rhythm so uh, it, it's sad it's unfortunate um, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be, be missed definitely be missed by the Stones um, <clears throat> uh, but I have a feeling they'll probably well they'll probably continue I think they were going to continue with their, their uh, this other drummer that they I can't remember his mm-hmm. name but, yeah. yeah well I mean I, I had concerns when I heard about that first time when he had, when he pulled out when he had to do that emergency operation. Mm. Usually when those kind of things happen, it's not good. I mean, look at Dusty, the same thing. He had an emergency thing that he had to do yep, for medical reasons. Yeah. And boom, he was gone. And same with uh, Charlie. And you know, for me, I was never really a big Stones fan when I was younger. I've gotten into them though much, much, much more over the last five to ten years now. Uh, getting a lot of their albums, hunting out certain pressings of stuff. I mean, I'm much more into the Stones now. And Stones, Charlie Watts is definitely one of these, you know, keeping it, you know, keeping the backbeat there. And, you know, he was, he was the foundation of that band. I mean, listen to songs like Honky Tonk Woman and Brown Sugar and, you know, yeah, Start Me Up yeah. and stuff like that. Those that's that has Charlie Watts all over it, you know. And uh, Peter Chris, if I'm not mistaken, did actually put up a comment saying how much Charlie Watts meant to him as a drummer. And like you said, Strutter, you know, stuff like that has a very much a sort of rock and roll vibe like that, that Charlie Watts would do. Uh, Another person that's uh, important to bring up too in the world of rock and metal, Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Wagner of Trouble Mm -hmm. has passed away as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that band, but uh, he's pretty big in the sort of metal doom sort of genre of music. So people are starting to go left and right. So it, we're getting to that age now where yeah. people are going. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's life, you know. I mean, yeah. we, we can't expect people to live forever. Uh, you know, I've had some really close people that I've loved and admired, like, you know, Neil Pierre de Brush, who mm-hmm. went away probably a lot earlier than I ever expected him to. So, right. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who love the Stones and are shocked by it, you know. And it makes me think about our, our, our guys in Kiss, you know, like Peter and these guys. I mean, you know, I'm glad that he's in good health and him not doing the the meet and greet that's cut, that he was scheduled to do might be a good move on his part because, you know, the last thing we want to hear is some, some last minute report that Peter Chris is not well and then he's gone from our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just you got to kind of keep these things in perspective and as, as it were right yeah and this you know this paul thing um you know and, and again we were talking about the plexiglass but mm-hmm. what if he does have you know something like covid or, or the delta virus or whatever um it's it was a good move then uh, by kiss to have that plexiglass you know there uh in between the you know them and the fans so it, you know it, it, may, it makes you think about those kind of things like well you know that's why they're doing it that way is because of, of that uh, and I'm not saying that's what he has but it's you know there's a possibility if, if he was not feeling good yesterday um, obviously he's not feeling like he's probably feeling uh, worse today maybe than he was mm-hmm. yesterday to, in order to uh, you know postpone the show Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, before we close off tonight's show, we have one more thing that we can go through really quickly. I think that it'll take up, you know, maybe another 10 minutes of time here. Um, and that is something that I think Ken brought up on a prior episode that we didn't get around to, so we'll, we're going to tackle it today. And that is your favorite and your worst album backside cover designs. Right. So, what is your favorite <laughs> back album cover yeah. and what is the worst one so let's think, let's th- let's go with ken i think i brought it up um uh because i think i don't know i want to say it was a live sh- the live sh- one of the live shows we did i know some weeks back and someone would ask that question and we just didn't have time to even answer it um mm-hmm. so i thought well, we can probably do you know answer that now um so it <laughs> all right so Let's, let's start with uh, maybe uh, the favorite um, uh, back cover of, of an album. Um, and there's, you know, some of the earlier stuff was okay, not that great. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult. But I'm, go- I'm going to say um, a live alive well not alive but i'm just gonna say alive too um just because it has the bigger pictures of of what was kind of in the small on the front you know i think the mm-hmm. back side of the album should have been the front and vice versa uh on that one uh, with you know especially with the big gene and the blood kind of classic mm-hmm. uh photo um so i picked that one as uh kind of a favorite uh back cover for me well for me it's ironic because uh i wasn't sure what you were gonna pick for a for your i wasn't sure what i was gonna pick either 
but for but for me uh, and i mean i'll i'll be honest i mean most backside of kiss albums are nothing to talk about it's just mm-hmm. very plain on the back and just the titles on the back and that's about it i mean even the solo records is just black with just song titles and there's nothing really it's like they put no effort in the backside design of these albums right. whatsoever but the one that always struck me and always has and i've always loved is the back of alive i've always loved that mm. whole shot of the audience and those guys holding up the sign, the, the you know, sign, sure. Yeah, and now yeah. you can say, "Oh, that's not even a Kiss show." Anyway, okay, whatever. It is. We didn't it's know a, that it's back a Kiss show. When, it's a Kiss show. Yeah. You know, we didn't know if, if that was true or not. Whatever. Even if it is it or if it isn't, that's not irrelevant. Is. The fact is, <laughs> it's a interesting picture. Mm-hmm. I, I love that shot, and it definitely gives you that vibe of that show. I mean, when you listen to it, you know, you can. I remember looking at that back, listening to the album the first couple of times and going, wow, it must have been so awesome to be sitting in this arena and hearing this stuff being played live. So uh, I think that that's one of the times where they really, you know, hit the ball out of the park, as they say, mm-hmm. as far as a good design of a back cover. Now, as far as one that you don't like, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty, but what, what, what would you pick? Um all right so yeah i mean a lot of them are just plain you just can't you can't even pick a plain album cover you know that has nothing on it so i'm not even gonna pick that i'm gonna pick something like um what i don't like is um the back cover of uh, crazy nights um because i think that's the one that has you know Paul, right, uh, with his, you know, mm. thong or whatever he was mm. wearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, do you really have to do that? There's no reason. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, most of your fans are, are male, um, first of all, but um, it's just like, I mean, some of the other pictures were okay. It was just too, I don't know, they could have come up with something better. Um, even, even, even the, uh, and an, another one that, you know, we could have talked about is Animal Eyes, where that's a kind of another one where the back, album, back cover probably should have been the front and the front could have been the back, you know, because even though they piecemealed that whole, uh, shot that was on the back of Animal Eyes, it's better than the cover was on that one. But anyway. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say the back of uh, Crazy Nights. Yeah. I I just no. I thought it was ridiculous. Now, I'm gonna pick this one for one reason because I remember that it really irked me for this one particular reason. Yeah. And it's not a very fantastic design. It's probably gonna, you know, fall into that bracket of those ones that you just said earlier that are very plain, and it's the back cover of Dynasty. Now, Dynasty is mm-hmm. one of the records that I really right. like as a record. But I'll tell you why that back cover bothers me. Is that I've never big on this whole idea of just randomizing song titles on the back. The order. They never put the songs in the right order, and that really bugged me. Like that really, really mm-hmm. bothered me when I was younger. I was like, so what the hell song am I listening to here? When I didn't know what the songs were, 
I've always been the kind of guy that just flips the back and say, okay, so I'm listening to this song first. Right. No, I'm not. What is this? Why is the? And I've never understood why they did that. And that's not the only record they did that on. I'm sure. I think they I'm did sure it there's... on Unmasked and uh, and Love Gun, Love Gun. Love Gun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've never understood that. I, I I'm trying to think to myself, what possible reason could they have done that? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? I just don't, I've, it's never computed to me why they would do that. The only thing Any I, theories? The only thing I can think of is they didn't know the song order. Um, they did not know what the song order was going to be when they made the album cover. Uh, or it hadn't been finalized yet. So yeah. So what it what they did on Dynasty, for instance, they put it in alphabetical order instead. If you look at it, it starts with mm. charisma. Charisma. And and you know the story about that. That's why I played that album. Uh, yeah. Side two first because charisma. First, was yeah. I just saw <laughs> the back of the cover of the album. Picked up the without even looking at what side it was. Picked up. I thought, okay, charisma is going to be first. Which side is it? Oh, there's charisma. Throw it on the turntable, and then <laughs> I started playing it. So, yeah. So, again, I agree with you that they they should put it in order of of what you know the listening experience. Um, obviously, the elder. Now that was another. They actually put it in order. I think. Uh, uh, not maybe not on all of them, but uh, where it started the oath, and some of them were, in, I think, somewhere in various orders. So obviously, but yeah, that that was a real mess up too on that one. I think so. Yeah, I understand. I do understand that. Um, and Dynasty, besides you know D- Dynasty, those songs out of order, it was really bland kind of silver just mm-hmm. nothing going on they could have done something there you know absolutely i mean you know they they had such fantastic front covers why couldn't they put the same approach into the back covers i mean it, it doesn't make much sense to me but you know it is what it is they're still classic records and they're still like records yeah. that we love listening to on a daily basis so that's that okay so i think that that's more than enough for this week uh, as far as information for you fantastic listeners out there. Uh, we are keeping our fingers crossed that Paul is fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever is going on with this, we'll hear about it soon and uh, get to the bottom of it. And uh, I guess uh, we will see you next week again, hopefully with Julian and Lonnie back with us. So yeah. until that time, on behalf of myself and Mr. Ken Keenan... We hope that you have a great evening, and we will all talk to you very soon. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.